Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West here, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. This episode of the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast is brought to us by our good friends at the United States Concealed Carry Association. Being a responsibly armed American is both an honor and a responsibility. It's not one to be taken lightly. If you own a gun, then you need the self-defense education training and self-defense liability insurance that you get with a USCCA membership. Click learn more below right now. To explore your membership options, which are risk-free with the USCCA's bulletproof money-back guarantee. Guys and gals, the U.S. Concealed Carry Association was founded to help responsibly armed Americans like you and I. They're committed to providing life-saving self-defense resources to help you and your family be safe. When you activate your membership, you'll automatically get life-saving self-defense education, industry-leading training, plus self-defense liability insurance. Don't wait until it's too late. Click learn more below right now. And as always, the USCCA is not an insurance company. A policy has been issued to the USCCA by Universal Fire and Casualty Insurance Company. That policy provides the association and its members with self-defense liability insurance subject to its terms, conditions, limitations, and exclusions. Hey, greetings, everyone, and welcome back to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. I am joined by two incredible men, and of course, everyone knows about the Duck Dynasty. And what I really want to focus on is the faith behind the men, the faith behind the story, behind the family, and how they refuse to surrender, acquiesce, or compromise that faith. They're definitely not going to appease uh, evil in, in the stand that they have taken. So we've got Phil Robertson. Phil starred in the popular television series, Duck Dynasty, and currently hosts the Unashamed with Phil and Jace Robertson podcast. He is a professional hunter who invented his own duck call and founded Duck Commander. Phil is also the New York Times bestselling author of Uncanceled and Jesus Politics and the Theft of America's Soul, Unfiltered and Happy, Happy, Happy. He and his wife Kay live in West Monroe, Louisiana. They have five children and more than 25 grandchildren and great-grandchildren. I will not be catching up to him. We also have Al Robertson. Al co-hosts the Unashamed with Phil and Jace Robertson podcast. He helped start the family business, Duck Commander, served as a pastor for 22 years in West Monroe, Louisiana, and appeared on Duck Dynasty, which aired for 11 seasons and 131 episodes. Al is the author of five books and speaks across the country about the Robertson Robertson values of faith, family, and ducks. 
Al and his wife, Lisa, have been married for over 38 years and have two married daughters and six grandchildren. I may be able to catch up to Al. We got our one grandson right now. But 25, forget about it. Hey, gentlemen, thank you so much, and welcome to the Steadfast and Law podcast. Hey, Alan. Good to be with you, brother. Hey, I hear you. You know, when I think about what is happening in our country right now, it appears that we're getting so far away from our fundamental Judeo-Christian faith heritage. And I think that the thing that has taken us away and off path is that we have people that are rejecting truth and this whole thing about moral relativism. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I've been on the earth 76 years. And what's amazing to me is how things can change from 76 years from being raised in the 40s where now looking at our culture, I've just never seen anything like it. Mm -hmm. This this much sin. So we're trying to get people to just love God and love their neighbor. He's removed our sins. Jesus died on the cross to remove our sins and guaranteed he can raise us from the dead. Well, to me, when you get right down to it, that pretty well is the motivation for our existence on the earth, trying to get our fellow man to love God and love each other. In West, it's like pulling teeth, man. I've I've never seen it this bad. So I'm I'm slowly losing my confidence in in a governmental fix. I think it's more of a spiritual fix. Love God. Love your neighbor. Reach out. He's the father of us all. Come on. But it's a tough sale. West and uh, so, but we're going to try till they put us in the ground. You know, you think about it. The atheists say there's no God and all that. I'm like, have you ever sinned? And uh, are you going to die? Jesus solved both of your problems, and you're resisting him and cursing him and being mean all the time, running around or whatever. Who has the best story here? Our sins are removed. God raised us from the dead. And all that's required is we love him and love each other. West, how hard can it be, man? Well, it's not that hard, but but what ends up happening, and I'll go to you, Al, is that you just said something so important. You said that this is something that government can't fix, but yet that's what's being professed, is that government can fix that. And when you look at Marxism and socialism and all of those uh, leftisms, it was about removing God. It was about man and government coming in and being able to solve all these problems. So, Al, how do we get our pastors to be more forthright and stand up and, and preaching about this evil and this darkness that is overtaking our land? Oh, you're right, Alan. <clears throat> I mean, as a, as a pastor myself, I mean, I'm embarrassed to see how few pastors are willing uh, to really stand up for truth. I mean, they have bought into this idea that somehow we're separated from culture because they bought into the lie of this separation of church and state, meaning yeah. we can't talk about the state. 
But you think about it. I mean, what rallied people to the revolution that began our very country was men willing to stand up in pulpits and say, we have to fight tyranny. And we do that because God has given us certain inalienable rights. I mean, those guys bought in and that's what changed our you know, entire existence and started our country. And so we have to do that. And it begins with family and being willing to stand up. The man sitting next to me, my dad, 40 years ago when I was 18 years old, stood up in front of a group of people in New Orleans, Louisiana. I'll never forget it, how much it impacted me. And he was doing a duck call demonstration because we were starting a business, but he was willing to talk about faith and the value of faith in his life in a setting of his business. And he said in my mind, a young heart, his son, a culture that we can talk about faith in any setting because he was a bold man who believed in that. When that happened, he set not only in my heart, but now in my children and my grandchildren's heart, a foundation of faith. And that's what we have to do. And it starts in pulpits. It starts in homes. It starts everywhere. And that's what we have to do. And dad's right. It's not dependence on government to do that. It's our house. It's the you, church house. Yeah. It's all those places that does it. Well, it's interesting because, you know, what you remind me of is, you know, the farewell speech of Joshua in chapter yeah. 24, when Joshua in verse 15, he said, choose for yourselves today whom you shall serve, being that the gods of the Amorites are the gods from across the river. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So, Phil, let's talk about that, how you have you know, made that your mantra of your family and you see that being handed down generation for generation. And I got to tell you, the success of your show was the faith that was there. And at the end of every episode, the family was together and they prayed. So how were you able to, you know, make sure that generation after generation in your family, I mean, 25 grandchildren, great grandchildren, that's an incredible legacy that you're touching. Well, there's been no divorces among any of them. Uh, probably, if you, what was going on in the Roman Empire that we are unfortunately have copied, since they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, he gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. They become filled with every kind of wickedness, that sounds like us. Evil, yeah. Greek. This is a two thousand year old writing, Wes. <laughs> yep. Wickedness, evil, greed, depravity. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They're gossips, slanderers, God haters, insolent, arrogant, boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They are heartless, let's see, senseless, faithless, heartless, and ruthless. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but they approve of those who practice them. I only bring that up to let people see Nothing has changed. There was that was written over two thousand years ago. And you're like, man, that sounds like us. It is us. Yeah. Once they give up God and get him out of the way, what you will see 
men claiming they're women, women claiming they're men. You're like, whoa, whoa, dude, wait a minute here. What? Say what? It's just sad that we have to sit back and watch this. We love them all. We point them to Jesus. But in the final analysis, West, a man or a woman is responsible to God Almighty in heaven. So right. we, we, we just put that in with our, we was down there fishing the river I was and got this duck call built. I lived off of selling fish, catching fish and selling them about $200 a week. I told Miss Kay, I said, be patient, honey. The good times are coming. <laughs> and she said, we're going to starve to death. I said, oh, no. We're going to come out of here. Just stay with me. Well, that duck call took off. Well, now I looked up and I said, good night. I'm a millionaire. What now? But the problem is our culture has slipped and slipped and slipped and taken God out of our schools where little children could hear about Jesus and the love of God. They just took it away and they're scratching their head because we're in the shape we're in. We got to put God back in our schools, Wes. We just got to put Christianity following Jesus into the hearts of the people we meet. We're trying it. So, and it's like pulling teeth, but Al, what would you say? It's a, it's a tough road. Well, you got to be consistent and you got to keep sharing what you're sharing and you got to keep modeling it, you know, in your family. And that's the key to me is being consistent. Wes, they come from all over these United States every week. A lot of them from Canada. I asked some dude, I said, hey, where are you from? He said, Samoa. I said, American Samoa? I said, that's where you're from? Yeah. I said, man, how'd you ever get here? He said, I want you to baptize me, Mr. Robinson. I got a hold of your podcast. West, I've never owned a computer or cell phone, but I'm glad Everybody else pretty well has one, so we can reach them. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I never personally have owned several things. I never owned a ring, watch, or a cell phone. Somebody said, How in the world did you make it on this earth? I said, Very easily and a lot less trouble, that's for sure. And a lot less stress. Well, you can use that technology, but what, what you just talked about really is what Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes that there's nothing new under the sun. It's That's just right. a different generation or a different age, but it's still the same basic things. It's, you know, I went to University of Tennessee. I love SEC college football, and it's just about blocking and tackling. And when you get away from blocking and tackling, bad things happen. And I think one of the big blocking and tackling principles we got to get back to, you know, Romans 12.1 tells us as Christians we're not supposed to conform to the world. We're supposed to transform it by the renewing of our mind but yet, for whatever reason, we have gotten so browbeaten, you know, the misinterpretation of separation of church and state and everything, that we can have this evil that goes into a Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee, yep. and, and guns down three nine-year-old children and three adults, and we don't even address it. We don't even talk right. about it. What, what is happening now is that, well, we need to have a benefit for the, you know, gender dysphoric, the trans community and all of this stuff. You're, you're the vice president. You go down to Nashville. You don't even address that shooting. You go down there because, you know, some guys got kicked off, uh, kicked out of the state house because they violated the rules. When do you think that the Christian community will sit back and say, hey, time out on the court? 
you know, yeah. we, we, we have turned the cheek so many times. We're, we're red on both sides of our face. Now we have got to say no. And this is not about establishing a theocracy. That's what the left will always say. Oh, yeah. But it is about getting back to the blocking and tackling the fundamental principles of values that God grants us our inalienable rights, which is the cornerstone of this great nation. Yep. Well, a lot of it is just being able to call evil what it is. Yes. And you know, people say, well, you know, Jesus really never addressed these issues uh, because he never talked about, and then they'll mention all these different things you just mentioned. You say, wait a minute. Of course he did. I mean, he said in Matthew 19, clearly, he went back to Genesis 2 and said, marriage and is a man and a woman mm-hmm. and from the very beginning. And he built the foundation of marriage and what it is. And so you don't have to talk about all the ways mankind has come along and twisted that. All you have to do is go back to the original. And so that's what we should be talking about. We should be talking about the beauty of marriage and the beauty of what it is for a man and a woman to be together and what that looks like. And, and we shouldn't be ashamed of that at all. We should be very clear about that. And so you're right. People just say, well, we don't, you know, we get browbeaten into not talking about that and talking about that clearly. And that's not just inside of churches. That's anywhere because that's truth and that's clarity. And so I I think that's exactly how they've gotten the bluff in, Alan. They they have somehow now tried and successfully in many cases silenced people. And they've done that by the weight of government. And you see it every day. Free speech used to be for everybody, but it's not anymore. And what happens is for us, especially those who are believers, they're like, no, we're going to blow our whistles and you can't speak. But we're saying, no, we're, for those of us who are unashamed, we're going to continue to speak and speak truth into all these things you just mentioned. Yeah, it's amazing to me because when you look at the Constitution, uh, uh, the Constitution, the very first liberty, the very first freedom that you have in our Bill of Rights is the freedom of religion and the free right. exercise thereof. But what was the very first thing the government tried to shut down during the pandemic was the yep. churches. Right. And, and I, I, I can't understand why this is not so easily seen that we do have a, a secular humanist push that's trying to undermine and destroy our, our Christian faith heritage here in the United States of America. Yeah. We feel I'm feeling better about it because I mentioned people coming Every week down there where we meet on the side of the road here, I got a little building on the side, and they come from all over the United States. I mentioned the Canadians, uh, I think, a while ago, the Samoans, wherever they're from, but a lot of Canadians are coming down, and they're telling the wildest stories you ever heard on what the Canadian government has done. But they come there, and they say, Mr. Robinson, we just want some peace in our life. And we're just not finding it wherever we are out there. They just a constant stream of them. We announce the gospel to them. I walk them over. It's pretty, pretty good. A lot better than the river with the river. You have to walk through alligators and cotton mouths to baptize somebody, which <laughs> that's a, a little test scary. of your faith. That, that <laughs> that's a little scary faith. at times. Someone said, Is any, any alligators or cotton mouths down there? I said, there's a few, but I've killed most of them in the yard here. We'll be all right. <laughs> but we baptize them, and they go back to Canada or wherever they come from. But the following week, they all come back. So I'm hoping we're trying to get the Spirit of God in them and so they can be born again, and we would see from the Spirit in them love, 
The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We're trying to get that into the hearts of the men and women who visit us. Amazingly, we've converted a lot of them, and it's still going. So I'm not completely lost hope. I'm just saying, until our government gets back to the Constitution, and they ought to put God Almighty where he should be in their hearts, in their families, in their, their neighbors, and we could come out of this. I'm just hoping for a, a mass repentance. I would love to see it and our country get back to what it should be. Well, we're, we're what, $30 trillion in the whole West. I know. I, I know mean, thir- yeah. It's, it's pathetic, man. It is. And, you know, when I think about the hope, when I saw what happened with those kids at that college campus in Kentucky, and how they had this revival and it continued on and it spread to, to other college and university campuses and not even Christian uh, campuses. So, you know, I do believe that there is a, a great awakening that is happening, yeah. that people are out there looking for truth. But I want to switch uh, gears just a little bit because I was recently with uh, one of your other sons, your brother, Willie Robertson, and his wife up at Liberty University. And he was talking about this new movie about your life, Phil. So, Al, can you give us a little, uh, you know, teaser about this movie about your dad that's going to be coming out and when it's going to come out? Yeah, I'd love to, Alan. You know, it really goes into the conversation we've had up to this point, because when we talk about all the things we talk about, we don't do that out of not knowing what it's like to live apart from Christ. Mm -hmm. Dad, you know, he was apart from Christ until he was 28. And so when all the verses he read about the way people are, he lived that way, too. And that's what this movie, it depicts his life before he was a Christian. And it wasn't pretty. I mean, the word that came to dad's mind when we first came to him and told him about the movie, he said, Al, that's embarrassing, you know, to to look at that period of your life. And I mean, all of us understand that. The period of time we were not a Christian, if you did a movie about that, it's not very flattering, you know, and and so it's not for dad either. But it also shows the power of Christ. And so that's why we made a movie about it, and it shows how powerful Christ is. Uh, I grew up in the movie. Obviously, I'm a little boy in that movie and, and witnessed that. And witness that life change. It's called the blind, and uh, and folks that uh, that listen to your podcast can go to theblindmovie.com to get information about it. But it's going to come out this September. We're super excited about it. It's mom and dad's young life from when they were children until they were high schoolers, and then uh, met obviously uh, and and were together, and then dad becoming a Christian, and how that changed the course and the destiny not only of their spiritual walk but also our family that wound up becoming a family of not only destiny, but also dynasty that would happen much later. So uh, we think it's going to impact people. I I do have hope, uh, Alan, like you mentioned before, because this project, along with Jesus Revolution, uh, Mel Gibson's got a a sequel now coming out for The Passion. So I think God's doing something in our culture, along with the other things you mentioned, that's showing his hand at a time we need him now more than ever. So I think all these projects are coming along at the right time to show our culture uh, who he is in the moment. So I, I do think this is not by accident that all these things are happening at the same time. Wes, well, you, we, we, yeah. we've watched you for years. Uh-oh. 
And I just want to let you know, I'm thankful for men like you. Amen. And you were with the government. I mean, we're thankful, man. We we really are. Yeah, we've been fans. That's right. We love you, dude. Well, I love y'all back. I mean, because... You know, when I look at your family, it is the role model family of you had your road to Damascus moment and you committed yourself, but you also committed your family uh, and you also committed your works unto the Lord. And that's why you've seen these incredible blessings. And I think it's so important that we got to let people know that you can walk in darkness and you can seem to be getting quote unquote blessings or, or getting prosperity or whatever, but eventually something's going to come. I hate to borrow this term. The, the chickens will come home to roost. Uh, Eventually that will be taken away from you because it is not rooted in anything. So when I think about you, Phil, and what you have done, I mean, I just hope that I can be that way in my family. To, for my wife and for my two daughters, now my young grandson, and, you know, the extended family. So if there are any nuggets that you can leave for people, you know, that are watching our podcast, what nuggets would you like to leave with them, Phil? And then I'll go to you, Al, as well. What I would say is just think about it. Just think about it. That 2023 years ago, God became flesh. We're all counting time by Jesus Christ. What are the odds that out of all the people who have ever lived on planet Earth, we count time to this day by Jesus Christ? You say, well, if we count time by him, that would be a difficult position to be in. You'd have to be done something great. For the world, you can call up Red China and I, oh, the, the girl that knows everything. I had old Dan, the eunuch that works for him. I said, I said, call up that woman that knows everything on the computer there you got and, and ask her what year are the Chinese <laughs> saying it is. So he got on there, you know, and he called up um, Alexa. Alexis. Yeah. He said, Alexis, what year is it in China? She said, 2023. I said, what about North Korea, 2023? So the whole bunch is counting time by Jesus. I would at least investigate him (laughs) to see what he did. He died on a cross to remove all the sins of the world. They put him in a tomb. He was resurrected. Life and immortality. Sins removed. None counted against you in the past. None held against you in the future. And you live forever. I'm just saying, I think we got the best story, West. Just That's pretty good people, deal. Just get right. pretty good deal. You say, how much is that going to cost me? Free of charge. I'm just saying, it looks like to me, people would wake up, and they are, but I'm hoping there's a gigantic shift in what we've been doing in the last 25 or 30 years. Because this thing is fading fast, Wes, and I worry, I worry for my country that I love. Yep, me too. Al, uh, I would say knowing uh, your audience, uh, knowing you, your audience are probably full of a lot of patriots that love their country, as do I. I pulled uh, the lever for Ronald Reagan, uh, nineteen eighty-four, 
first time I'd ever voted. Uh, and, and I've never looked back. I've stayed engaged and involved because I love my country, but I'm a citizen first of heaven. And so I think that's the way we have to look at it. Well, we're citizens of heaven, so we have to live for our faith. And no matter what happens, we have to be first committed to the Almighty and to Christ. And that'll get us ready to be committed as Americans. And so if we keep those two things in order, we'll always have hope and we'll always have endurance. And our country, hopefully, Lord willing, will survive no matter what's going on and what evil is here if we make sure we keep our eyes on the prize. So to your audience, I would say keep your eyes on the prize. Citizen of heaven first, and then America second. God and country, that's what it's all about. There you go. Where can people follow you all, your podcasts, uh, books, you know, and, and again, tell them about the release of the uh, the movie? So the movie is The Blind, uh, and you can follow it on theblindmovie.com to get information, get newsletters and things like that to let you know. It's going to be out in September uh, our podcast is called The Unashamed Podcast uh, with Jason Phil Robertson, uh, and we're connected through The Blaze, but you can find it anywhere, YouTube, yeah. places that you find it. So, uh, yeah, and it's just uh, it's exciting. It's an exciting time to get to be kingdom workers and get to do what we do. You're absolutely right, and I think that the, uh, the harvest will be plenty. Uh, we just have to get out there and work hard and do the planting ourselves. And, you know, who, he whom we serve will make sure that – he is bringing the rain so that we can have go. that incredible harvest. So, Phil and Al yep. Robertson, thank you so much. God bless you all. And, and I'm very serious. The Robertson family is a role model of a true Judeo-Christian American family. It's what there it's all go. about. We thank, thank you, you for that, man. Thank you, right. Alan. Appreciate you, brother. and loyal. God bless. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us this episode of the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. Thank you so much for Phil and Al Robertson taking the time out of their incredibly busy schedules to be with us. Our faith is a cornerstone of this incredible nation that we have, and we've got to hold fast to it. So God bless you all, and until next time, step fast and more. Before they burn it down.